always think, what would Tia Toomey do? What would Matt Fraser do? What would Rich Froning do? What would Chris Spieler do? What Pat would Jason Kleep? Yeah, Pat Vellner. Um, what would Annie Thor's daughter do? What would Katrin do? I always just look to the pros and I always think, what would they do? And they all have very, very similar habits. And there's just a reason why. So we like to always kind of think about training like the pros in that area. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Stronger, Healthier, Happier podcast. We are very excited to have you with us and thrilled to have the opportunity to improve together. We believe that by paying close attention to our mindset, movement, sleep, stress, nutrition, and network, that we can create the life we were intended to live. Here is to a stronger, healthier, happier you. Hey guys, welcome back to the Stronger, Healthier, Happier podcast. Uh, Today we are recording episode eight and we are excited to be back. Uh, We just checked, it's been 18 days since we did episode seven. And once again, uh, over this two week period, two weeks plus four days, uh, a lot has changed. Yeah, we actually, uh, so we're sitting at our kitchen table now and we just witnessed, um, yeah, a crazy storm here in Brandon. There is water basically over the boulevard and there's cars stalled in the middle of the street. So it's been quite the night. Um, yeah, and we hope everybody yes. is doing okay and your basements aren't flooded because um, there is a lot of water outside. Yeah. Um, yeah, a lot has changed, but the first thing I wrote down on our, uh, kind of prep sheet here (laughs) is an update from last night because I thought it was hilarious. Um, yeah, yesterday I laughed so hard. Well, Zach made me laugh so hard in bed that I actually had to take my (laughs) inhaler (laughs) and we were laughing because he kind of made a joke about <laughs> wanting to cuddle before we went to sleep. And he said, remember what it was used to used to be like when we first started dating and how you'd want to snuggle up and sleep as close as possible and how now it's just so wonderful to have your own space. And in fact, we have our own blankets. So the way he said it, I was just cracking up because it is just so true. <laughs> the, 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 the sleep habit, the sleep habits. Uh, when you're first dating versus the sleep habits um now that we're like zoning in on our sleep yeah it's kind of switched from i guess uh yeah snuggle mode to uh we need some shut eye now because our daughter's gonna be up at 6 a.m so. <laughs> yeah i think i almost would have been offended at first about not not sharing a blanket and the the non-sharing of the blanket <laughs> is key people if you're not doing it try it um yeah it's awesome yeah i don't know uh how it would have gone over if I had my own blanket, my own bedside fan, <laughs> and I'm currently now <laughs> mouth taping <laughs> to go to sleep. So there is some weird Hannibal Lecter stuff happening right now. <laughs> Jen might need to take her puffer again for episode eight, but uh, <laughs> Jen, in fact, called me. Mouth tape, yeah. Jen, in fact, Jen. In fact, called me, uh, it's quite creepy, she said now. So just to give everybody an update on that. So um, okay. in my attempts to improve my sleep, yeah. um, it, it turns out I'm quite the mouth breather at night. And it's waking me up at night and my mouth is dry and my <laughs> throat is sore all the time. So after doing some research it um, um, to figure out what was happening, it all the symptoms leads to I'm basically mouth breathing all night long. And uh, 
the, the simplest fix is to tape your lips shut to teach yourself how to breathe through your nose. Um, so anyway, I hope you guys have a good laugh that I did not think that the story was going to go there, but it did. So yeah, I am learning how to breathe out of my nose. <laughs> So that is also an update for everybody. Um, in other news, we had our first uh, community workout today. So as, I don't know if we've announced this yet, but we have so. officially rebranded and we are now known as Rocked Community Fitness. Yeah. We are super excited about it. Um, yeah, that could be the biggest update Yeah, since episode seven. Episode seven was probably... Uh, the least exciting episode to record. <laughs> yeah. It was just uh, a really sad episode. Yeah, um, stress levels were super high. I mean, I guess also the episode um, when we first closed the gym. Um, but yeah, that last one there was a lot going on with uh, CrossFit HQ and Greg Glassman. Um, yeah, so I think we are we are in a much better place right now and very excited. Um, to be moving forward as uh, rocked community fitness and we had um, yeah just an awesome workout today with some some new friends and um, some members brought their their friends and family members and it was uh, it was a very very hot day uh, like high 30s um, but uh, yeah we had a great time yeah I think we are slowly getting back to I guess a new normal maybe it's not totally normal but um, things have been yeah, great in the gym and classes are going smoothly. And I think, you know, maybe most exciting this week, we have officially allowed some new people to come and try classes again. And so we were just saying that it was, you know, it's tough through the closure and then even reopening, we made sure not to allow any new members in just because we wanted to make sure we had space for our current members. Um, and as a business owner, essentially the only thing that can happen is people quitting. <laughs> yeah. It there's, was... there's absolutely no growth, um, only decline. And so there was just a lot of months of just people leaving and leaving and leaving. And you s start to wonder, Oh, what's going on. And yeah, um, it feels like the end when <laughs> yeah. the only thing you can see up ahead is a, um, like a roadblock. It's just all kind of negatives. And, um, I mean, we love all our members and it's, it's never logical to think that everybody's going to stay forever. So we're, we're very aware of the, um, the turnover. Yeah. A few people need to leave each month for, for various reasons. And yeah, it is what it is. However, just always in the past that, um, as people leave, we also get to meet new people and bring new people in. So very weird spot to be in when, um, members are numbers are going down and you can't replace them. So we're just excited to be moving on to, um, a, a time again where we can yeah, start inviting new people to our gym. Mm -hmm. Um, I think we've, yeah, we've, we've rebranded. We've, uh, just recently got, uh, some new logos together. So we've been having a lot of fun putting together just that side of things. It really, it's been fun to work on and we're really excited for the future. We, yeah, I mean, obviously we didn't think that this was going to happen. Um, but something that we were working on, I guess, since was it December of last year, yeah. uh, Zach went away to an affiliate immersion uh, seminar with Ben Bergeron and at CrossFit New England yeah, at the time at CrossFit New England at the time. Um, and one of the things that he, he came back and he told me right away, we need to write down our mission and our core values and we need to get it down on paper. And so uh, that's something that we 
have been working on since then and had just kind of wrapped up. We worked really hard with our coaches on identifying our core values for the gym. And it was, you know, it was quite the process even to, to come up with a mission that everyone agreed on and that really, I guess, spoke to what we were trying to do and not, it wasn't too specific or too complicated or, um, yeah, it was a, it was an awesome process. It took maybe a little bit longer than we thought, but now that we're down. here, yeah, yeah, we, we love where we're at and do you want to read it? Our, our yeah. mission? Um, yeah. Our mission statement, uh, together we are building a community that unites and empowers people to become the strongest, healthiest, happiest versions of themselves. And, um, yeah, I think that sums up exactly what we do and it seems so simple, but, uh, it took, um, took a lot of brainstorming sessions with um, ourselves and also all of our coaches contributed to that. Um, so we're just excited to, yeah, kind of have that done and our core values um, being uh, resilient, coachable and friendly, um, which is awesome because it's also RCF. So it's easy to remember resilient, coachable, friendly. And yeah, it's just... Um, and these aren't new. These are, we kind of identified them with the, with the rebrand. None of this has actually changed. It just. Yeah. We had those down before. Yeah. yeah. We had the exciting opportunity to actually launch them, which we didn't know how we were going to do in the past. So, um, yeah. Yeah. So it's, it, yeah, we, um, like we said, we're, we're very excited. I think with the new name, the rebranding, um, the last episode, episode seven, if anyone listened to, I mean, that was kind of a tough time for us. Uh, a lot of, I guess, unknowns and, um, we never had any intentions of rebranding in 2020. So in a way it was just kind of forced upon us or dropped on us out of nowhere. So it was a lot of um, deep thinking and tough decisions um, within, I mean, a week or less. Mm -hmm. um, so we, a very short time period, we, we like to think we don't make any irrational decisions without really thinking them through. Um, but we're, we're very happy to be on this side of it now. Um, Although we're rebranding, we're no longer CrossFit Rocked. We're now Rocked Community Fitness. We also wanted to put it out there that um, we still love CrossFit. We still love the methodology. We have no hatred towards CrossFit. We feel CrossFit HQ um, needs to do a better job. Um, we feel like they've, they've lacked some leadership over the years, and um, they are making some changes, and we're kind of also excited to be a part of that. Although we may have a very, very small part in it and a small voice as far as the worldwide CrossFit community goes, where um, we were still kind of part of, um, we feel we're still part of that movement that made some noise collectively to make them take action. Mm -hmm. um, CrossFit's... Um, CrossFit has a new owner and new CEO now, so it looks like they are starting to work on um, the leadership in HQ, mm -hmm. um, which I don't think anybody ever imagined that Greg Glassman would sell CrossFit. So it looks like things are happening, and we, we're glad they are. We, we want them to... Um, succeed and yeah and, and fix some of those broken bridges mm -hmm. and you know mend these relationships so um again we just kind of want to make it clear for everybody listening or anybody at our gym that um it's it's kind of a complicated issue and i um my my, my analogy is that it's, it's kind of like pretend you're dating somebody um we've been open for kind of eight years so pretend you're dating somebody for eight years and um at first things are great 
and just kind of slowly year by year you're you know you're just kind of um yeah things keep happening you're kind of drifting apart um they're kind of maybe treating you poorly and you just start to wonder you know why are we with that person and you you kind of realize that it would be just best to um break up and move on and that's kind of what we've done but we don't wish the person we break up with we don't wish them any harm and we don't wish them to have a miserable life we want them to live a good life and yeah, it's just that's kind of how it feels like you've just been dating someone for a long time and you don't, um, you know, in a way you still love them, you don't hate them, but it's just <laughs> time to um, separate and peacefully. And uh, yeah, I think we're just excited to be there. Yeah. And like Zach said, we we're just excited to see the changes that this all brings to a huge organization that affects a lot of people. So we'll see what happens. Yeah. So today's. Um, the topic for today's episode, everybody, is um, it's another Zach and Jen top 10. Yay. Like a cool song. <laughs> yeah, we need some theme music. Um, so today's uh, Zach and Jen top 10 um, is on tips for training. And yeah, these are, um, these are tips that we came up with. Um, clearly, we love our style of training we run a gym um this is also kind of based on um i mean jen's been doing crossfit functional fitness whatever we're calling it these days <laughs> um for over 11 years i've been doing it for over eight years uh, we have a lot of experience with we believe with with training and also um our entire lives are dedicated towards this where you know we're traveling around the world to um learn about this stuff and learn how to run a business and learn how to help people succeed, inspire um, people, inspire and people, get them results. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And we watch, <laughs> we, we watch people exercise, which is <laughs> hilarious. We, uh, you know, we've, we've, uh, we've been to regionals as athletes. I've been to a regional as a coach spectator, and a spectator. Yeah. We've been to the CrossFit games. We watch rogue invitational videos. We, we have all of the people we, um, look up to the most, all of the top, um, athletes we follow them online and um yeah we learn from so many different people by watching their workouts um but also just listening to them on on podcasts and um youtube videos so um we've kind of compiled our top 10 list um on uh, yeah tips for training that we hope can help some people so our as with our last top 10 i think our last top, top 10 had this too but we have these permission to play so these are kind of prerequisite things that we are not going to include in our list because we're kind of already assuming that they're being looked after. So one of those things is that um, doesn't need to be said, but we're going to say it, that if you want the best out of your training uh, for whatever you're training for, just training for life or training for whatever it may be, um, you have to take care of your sleep, your nutrition, and your stress levels, because if you're not taking care of those things, you can never get the best out of yourself in the gym. Yeah, we have, um, again, movement is one of our super six. Training is training movement, kind of um, same category. So we wanted to mention it's kind of one out of six. So, I mean, we love working out. We love training. But you, if you, yeah, if you're not taking care of your nutrition, your sleep, um, things outside the gym, if the only thing you're doing right is showing up to the gym, um, your training is just going to suffer. So 
um, anything on this top 10. I mean, we feel all, all of these things are important, worth mentioning. That's why we wrote them down. Um, but like, like Jen said, it's, um, it's kind of secondary to mm-hmm. the things we just mentioned kind of regarding, you know, um, taking good care of your, your sleep, nutrition, stress levels. Yeah. And I think the other thing is that we're kind of, I guess, speaking to the goal of living a long, healthy life and feeling good in your own skin while you're doing it. So we are not, um, or maybe, I mean, I think a lot of these apply, whether you're training for the Olympics or you're training for For a marathon or anything. Um, I think a lot of them would apply, but in general, we are speaking to those that are just, yeah, our gym is dedicated towards the 99.9% of people, which is we're included in that. Mm -hmm. We are not world-class, um, as much as we like to think we are in the middle of a tough grind, uh, the reality is we are, <laughs> we're all, um, we're all in it for like, yeah, like, like longevity. Um, the point one percent, the elite of the elite, um, their top 10 could look a bit different, I, but I do agree that there mm-hmm. would be some crossover here somewhere. But, um, again, our gym is dedicated towards, um, all of you guys listening, unless Matt Fraser or Tia Toomey is tuning in today, but um, <laughs> <laughs> to kind of target. Welcome. <laughs> yeah, welcome to Stronger, Healthier, Happier. Um, but uh, yeah, we're kind of, our gym is dedicated towards you guys and this podcast. Um, so here we go. Um, you want to kick it off? Yeah, number one. So number one for a reason. Um, these are not in any specific order, but this was the very first thing that popped into our heads. And it is consistency, 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 consistency. Um, yeah, we are, we are creatures of habit. We love routines. The problem is we love good routines and we love bad routines. That's, mm-hmm. that's the issue we're fighting with is that um, it's easy to stay motivated and consistent when you've been doing it for a while. It's very difficult to do um, or it's, it's very easy to be consistent and dedicated to the couch if that's what you've been doing for a while. So yeah, um, I mean, I think it takes takes six months to build a habit, but if you kind of break that habit for over a week, you're you're basically at the very beginning of building habits again. Um, so I think when we were talking about this one, I mean, for us, consistency looks like five to six days of working out a week. That doesn't mean necessarily it's five to six days of um, functional fitness at our gym or a specific gym it could be I mean we would love it if it was but it could mean could mean something different each of those days it could mean a couple home workouts it could mean a long bike ride it means moving um, with some intention five to six days a week and for us that is just always like we racked our brains about you know, for years since I started, I mean, even really beyond that, I've never really taken a week off of working out. I yeah. mean, we go on vacation and we still move. We yeah. It's because we've been doing it for a long time. Um, we've, we've built the habit. We also know, we, we know how better. we feel when we don't do it. Mm-hmm. So we, we just continue to do it. And, um, every week, every week gets easier because we've been doing it for so long. So, um, again, we're, we're trying not to give too many gray areas, but, um, we're, you know, we're pretty, um, 
we're pretty good with number one being consistency. And if any of our members said, hey, Zach, like, I really want to build that habit. I want to be consistent. How many days should I be at the gym? How many classes should I, should I take? And I would, my answer would be five a week. Um, you do five a week for a long time. And if you ever feel like you want six um, in a week, I mean, that's good too. So we just really think that uh, five to six workouts or five to six classes per week every single week um and and that's kind of very important good days or bad days or good weeks or bad weeks or mm -hmm. good months or bad months um you gotta you gotta show up to the gym um five to six days per week or like jen said we gotta we gotta be moving five to six days per week yeah and it's not only about the the results portion obviously consistency is going to drive results um but consistency in the habit building but also just consistency in your in your own kind of stress levels in the sense that you know that five to six days a week, you take an hour for yourself or 20 minutes for yourself, whatever that workout is going to take. And that's just you time. And I know for both of us on our hardest days or our toughest weeks, we need those days more than anything because that's what kind of resets you and just gives you a little boost during, you know, some of your tougher times. So when life gets stressful, don't leave the things that are going to make you feel better. Yeah, exactly. So we can all analyze where we're at right now. Don't be hard on yourself. But if some weeks it's you make it there three days, uh, the next week you make it there one, the next week you make it there two, the next week you make it there zero. If it's very inconsistent, you're going to struggle. So we have to somehow, um, and again, analyze where you're at and make a small improvement. So maybe you're going to start with, I'm going to go to the gym three days a week every single week when that habits made you go to four when that habits made you go to five yeah. um, let's build that consistency um, and let's show up to the gym uh, five to six days per week um, that's going to lead us into number two everybody what are we calling number two number two well this is actually a quote from coach ron or ronimal as we like to call him um yeah he said this and it, it kind of stuck with me and we've been saying it ever since that you come to compete or you compete twice a week, you train twice a week, and you just show up once a week. So in that five days of working out, two of them, you are going as hard as you possibly can. You're feeling great. You're lifting heavy. Um, two of them, you're focusing on something. You're working hard at something, but you know it's not your, your best ever. Um, and one of them, you are just there to move. You had a crappy day at work or you didn't get any sleep last night. You just want to sweat. So you just move through the workout. Yeah, And even if you're doing everything right at home, outside the gym, um, I mean, again, we've been doing this for a long time. One to two days per week, I am simply showing up um, in the sense that maybe before building this habit, we'd say, oh, geez, you know, I had a rough night's sleep or a bad day at work. I'm not going to go to the gym. And you got basically kind of have to get rid of that thinking. So one to two times per week, it just, just be ready for it. it your brain is going to be like, oh, that was a tough day. Maybe I should just go home and relax on the couch. And I think those one to two days a week of just showing up, just get in there. No expectations. Yeah, do what you can. Yeah. That is a major uh, victory. Um, again, two days per week, you're training. We call that like medium intensity. You're not, you're not dizzy after the workout. You're not a complete puddle after the workout. You put in a really solid effort. Um, but we're in like total control. Mm -hmm. um, and then the compete side is, yeah, you might have one or two days per week where you really push it. Yeah. You really push it. Um, you like the movements, the workout is mm -hmm. like wheelhouse. 
um, you're just full of energy and it's important on those days that, um, yeah, you just smoke that workout. Um, and again, we wanted to mention this one is number two because you can't show up seven days a week and compete seven days a week. And I think that's kind of what Ron was getting at mm -hmm. is that you can't do that for a couple of reasons. Number one is, um, your body and mind you just, it just can't do it. Um, you're trying to show up every day and just, it's just like, you're trying to just ramp up the intensity so, so high every day. It just, it just can't work. There's, we're going to have to taper down somewhere. So it's, it's just having the expectations that I'll be able to really heat things up twice a week. Um, and then like we said, train or show up the other days, but, um, yeah, the other reason you can't do that too, is that, um, it's, your expectations will be too high mm -hmm. and then you're going to be leaving disappointed. Um, and that's not what we want either. Mm -hmm. That leads us into number three. Yeah. Number three is find the sweet spot. So this one has, we have a couple of different ways to look at this one, but, um, we have to be, it, well, it's about relative intensity. So yeah. working as hard as you possibly can for that given day and that given exercise. So for example, you are given, you know, uh, five back squats to, so find your heaviest five back squats for the day. And you know that your max is 200 pounds. That's your max, your best ever. So you might be close to that and have a really good day. Maybe you don't beat it and maybe you don't even get there, but you get pretty close. That's a pretty good day. If you know that you can hit 200, but for some reason that day you're only squatting 100 just cause you're not really paying attention and maybe you don't, you know, know your numbers. You've kind of lost the, the intensity for that day. You, you didn't really get what you were supposed to out of that portion of the work. Yeah. The sweet spot. And again, finding the sweet spot or understanding relative intensity is, is basically getting the most out of every training session. Mm -hmm. Um, and like Jen said, if with that back squat analogy that if you're just nowhere near, like, I mean, it's, it's quite possible like, I don't know if you just came off a night shift and you didn't get any sleep and you decided to show up to the gym, it's quite possible that maybe that was your best mm -hmm. effort. But, um, finding that sweet spot is, um, yeah, it's about not being in your comfort zone too often. So, um, again, on, on a good day, you might be up around 200 or more. And on the rest of the days, you're just kind of in that ballpark anywhere from, you know, uh, 150 pounds to maybe 190 pounds. So just always trying to, um, yeah, always trying to find that sweet spot. So, um, I kind of wrote that down as there's kind of three, three zones, um, for, for improvement and comfort zone, um, is the first one. The middle one is learning zone. And then the third one is survival zone. So basically anytime we're in our comfort zone, we're learning, nothing um and analogy that i like it's like playing one-on-one -on -one basketball um i'm 33 and i'm going to play one-on-one -on -one basketball against uh, a kid in grade one um <laughs> assuming i can beat that kid in grade one <laughs> um but um yeah if you like i mean if it's not a challenge at all you're not really going to learn um, on the other side so again learning zone in the middle then there's survival zone me playing one-on-one -on -one against lebron james now I'm also not going to learn anything because it's so far out of my comfort zone that, um, it's just almost pointless again. And, um, you know, finding that 
key relative intensity or kind of targeting your threshold is the highest you can be in your learning zone before going to survival zone. So basically in the back squat analogy, um, you want to squat as heavy as you can for five, but with perfect technique. Mm -hmm. If the weight is so heavy, the intensity is so high that you can't hit depth or your knees are caving in, your back is rounding. Now we're kind of gone too far um, as well. So again, really trying to find that, um, that middle zone, that sweet spot um, as often as we can. Yeah. And I think it's the same as the same in a conditioning workout. You know, you finish the workout, you're barely out of breath. You've taken 20 water breaks. Yeah, comfort zone. You, yeah, comfort zone the whole way. Versus it's it's five rounds for time. And after the first round, you are on the floor. You also... Yeah, you went into survival you zone. You went into survival one. zone yeah. and you didn't come out. Yeah, and then... <laughs> Yeah, if you're puking after every workout, you're also you you think you're you're doing so good because you're pushing so hard and working so hard. But the truth is, if you're just <laughs> a complete animal and just not really paying attention, um, you're not getting the best bang for your mm-hmm. buck out of that training session. Yeah, and there is a lot to learn. I mean, especially in in CrossFit. I mean, we talk a lot about you know pace and pacing and most people that have done it for a long time can get on a rower or a machine and know kind of where they should they sh- they should be at for a specific workout and then as time goes on you also move out of those comfort zones so you're never really what you did 2 years ago is not what you should be doing now we should always be improving and pushing that threshold further and yeah, further yeah that's a great point um, moving on yeah let's move on to number 4 um, number 4 is on the importance of strength and building muscle and we're going to get into this a little bit for sure. Um, but anybody who's interested in number four, um, we can point you in a, a great direction. Um, it was um, a great podcast episode. Um, the podcast is The Consistency Project. Um, the episode is only like 20 minutes long. It's episode three and it's on gaining muscle and losing weight. Um, anyways, just an excellent podcast, um, episode to listen to. And it's kind of all about number four, which we're going to touch on, um, right now. Yeah. So strength and building muscle is just so, so, so important, um, for overall health and for anyone that has that goal of potentially losing body fat for health reasons or for other reasons, um, muscles are your friend. Um, And so in this podcast, E.C. Sinkowski talks about muscle being an expensive tissue um, because muscle needs calories. Yeah, muscle burns calories like crazy. Um, So when you, you know, if you ever see somebody um, who's strong and lean, they're lean because they're strong. They're lean um, because they have a lot of muscle mass. And, um, if anybody follows us on Instagram, um, this is not to pump my wife's tires, but I guess it is in, in, in a little bit of a way, but, um, I posted a picture of her not too long ago. I think the workout held kettlebell swings and yeah, Jen's worked very hard, um, in, in CrossFit and what we do for a lot of years, but, um, you can clearly see, see her abs and 
Jen weighs 165 pounds. Is that correct? Mm-hmm. So Jen, Jen doesn't have abs because she's skinny. She has abs because she has a lot of muscle. And that muscle is contributing to her, um, her ability to burn calories outside the gym um, as well as inside the gym. So when you are very strong and have um, a lot of lean mass, a lot of muscle, you are able, it's just like a win, win, win. You, um, when you're not working out, you're burning more calories. Mm -hmm. When you are working out, you're burning more calories Mm -hmm. and that allows for, um, the ability to reach your goals just, just much easier. Um, like Jen said, like strength is so important for longevity, for overall health. I mean, one of our goals is to live past a hundred and be like, independent yeah super healthy and functional so we need to be strong strength is what's going to get what's what gets people up and down stairs um it's what allows them to sit to the toilet and get back up um you know i think i think there's always this misconception that if you just get skinnier or if you just lose fat that that kind of toned you know yeah i hear that toned physique is just underneath and unfortunately that's not the case like when you see anyone, whether they're, they are a bit leaner or maybe, you know, I would consider myself a bit bulkier of a person. And I mean that with the utmost respect for myself. Um, but it's because the muscles have grown that you can see them through the skin. It's taken building that strength. So it, they weren't just there and I shrunk my skin towards them. I pushed my muscles out of my skin, if that makes any sense. Yeah. And again, as you (laughs) built the muscle, your, your body is burning more calories. So the fat is also going away. And you made a good point before we started. This was that, um, Jen weighs 165 pounds. Um, I would say now quite lean or you're lean, lean enough, I guess, to, to see abs, uh, you know, six abs in a photo, um, which is not all about aesthetics. Let's just be clear there. Mm-hmm. But, um, in high school, you weighed the same, mm-hmm. but have no abs. No. So it's, again, it's not always about losing weight or getting skinnier. Um, we also want to touch on the point that um, everything we do is about being functional. Um, it's it's about fitness. It's, it's not about, it's not solely about looking better or trying to lose weight. So that's not what we're trying to get at there. But mm-hmm. I think we would all be lying to ourselves if, we said we didn't want to look better, right? I think we um, we want to live as long as we can, live a long, very independent, functional life. But we also, we all want to look good. Um, and a lot of times people have the goal of, you know, hey, I want to lose weight, which I think they mean, hey, I want to lose body fat. You know, they want to lose some body fat, which, which is fantastic. And um, a very key component of that is strength and building muscle. So we Mm -hmm. just want to make that clear. Again, if you guys listen to episode three of the consistency project, um, she does a very good job of explaining it. So let's just finish off this topic with, um, how we're going to do that. So again, if you're showing up to the gym five to six days a week, we do, we do a lot of strength work solely in strength section sections, but also in our conditioning workouts. Mm -hmm. Anytime you're moving weight or yourself, or yourself. Good, good point. Um, yeah, that is strength and that's how we build muscle. Um, it, the, the reps and the sets don't matter as, as, as much as, um, people may think. 
Um, mm-hmm. Well, uh, you're working hard and yes. kind of always moving yourself forward. So if you've been squatting the same weight for two years because you're too afraid that squatting more weight is going to make you quote unquote bulky, yeah. um, that, you know, that right there is kind of the issue. Yeah. Part of the problem. Yeah. yeah. So, so just keep pushing yourself forward and keep letting your body determine what it can squat and what it can't and not yeah. maybe what you perceive as being too heavy. Yeah. And when we, um, yeah. So just some tips for, um, for making sure we're continually building strength, building muscle when there are working sets to be done. So working sets are essentially the numbers that are written on the board. So if it says front squat, three, three, three. Okay. That means three sets of three of working sets, which means you need to be working really hard. I often say to people, you lift as heavy as possible, but with perfect technique. Usually if we just lift as heavy as possible, um, with, you know, we're just going as heavy as possible with no Mm -hmm. regard to technique. Yeah. We're just going as heavy as we can. We keep loading up. Then the technique starts to slide again. The, The front rack is dropping or we can't hit depth. The knees are caving. So that's not what I'm talking about there. But as heavy as you can lift with flawless technique is kind of always the goal. That will be the the end of your learning zone before survival zone. That is targeting your threshold. Yeah. And so if the the workout says three by three, all three of those sets should be challenging, not just the last one. Yeah. And we need to hold yourself accountable to that. Yes, exactly. Um, good there. Yeah. Number five. Number five is eliminating bad habits, bad training habits. Mm -hmm. Um, and we just have a few in mind, um, ones that we see a lot of. And again, if you're guilty of any of these, just know that at one time we were guilty of these two. We've Mm kind of learned either through, um, experience or, um, being told ourselves kind of not to do these things. Yeah. And I mean, I think eliminating bad habits could also be called increasing your focus and mental toughness. Yeah, for sure. So you could pick the title of that one that you like the best. So the first um, bad habit we bad habit we need to eliminate is cherry picking workouts. Um, again, I'm a, I really think you got to find a way to build consistency. Let's so let's let's be at the gym five to six days a week. Which means you don't really have the ability to cherry pick. Exactly. <laughs> pick out your days ahead of time, and regardless of what shows up, you you need to go. You need to go for a lot of reasons. Number one is you need to develop the mindset that you are a person that does tough things. So if a tough workout shows up, you need to go do it because that's how we build a tougher mindset. Um, if you always bail when things are tough, um, it's just not the, it's not the mindset we want. Um, the second thing is quite often when people are cherry picking workouts, it's because a movement comes up that they're not good at. So if we are here to learn and improve, we don't, we don't want to avoid the things that are going to help us improve the most. It's counterproductive to what we're doing. Um, it's backwards thinking. So if you don't like burpees, there is a high probability burpees are not one of your best movements. So we need to also say we're not good at burpees yet, but you don't like burpees. It's probably because you're not good at them yet. 
and then you avoid them. So it's kind of just contributing to the problem. So um, we really need to just, <laughs> regardless of what shows up, you need to show up. Yeah. The next one we have is body language. Um, and this is just one, I, I mean, I think probably there's still days where I am guilty of this, um, you know, coming off the bar and slouching myself down or leaning over and that that basically tells me as a coach kind of walking around, I know exactly what my brain is telling myself when I'm in that position. So I know what your brain is telling yourself when you're in that position and it's not positive. No. Um, so really working on that body language and facial expressions, um, workouts can be hard, but your goal is to be kind of stoic and in control and because you're in control of those expressions, you're probably in control of your thoughts and you're staying focused and staying, yeah. Um, yeah, staying in the game. Yeah, it's yeah, totally true. You need to, um, you need to train like the pros. You need to learn from the pros. Watch, watch the top people when they're in workouts. Quite often when the workout's done, they're hurting. But during the workout, it's almost like nothing. They're just emotionless. They're like a statue, mm-hmm. but they're working so hard. There's just a reason why they don't look defeated on the floor or defeated in workouts or have a sad expression. It's just like, I got this shit and I'm good to go. And developing that, that mindset um, and the body language leads to positive self-talk, which leads to better workouts which leads to better fitness. So it's kind of like, it's all, um, it's all the same thing. Yeah. And I mean, it's as simple as, you know, in your mind, you say, I'm going to do these 21 wall balls straight through. I'm going to go unbroken. And then you start and at 1415, you think, oh man, like, you know, I can't do the set. So you drop the ball. And for some people, like, you know what I mean? That that's, you've completely thrown off your plan you're going to sink down. Maybe you're going to take an extra long rest break instead of just adapting right away and say like, okay, I got seven left now. Like let's go back in it. So it's, there's always that there's always, but there's probably thousands of points during the workout where you have that opportunity to just step up and get back into control. Yeah. And I mean, yeah, the, the last part of body language that we, that I wrote down, um, was kind of laying down in workouts. Um, I think that's just like maybe the worst form of body language. Um, just all the people we look up to. I just can never imagine seeing if Matt Fraser or Tia Toomey is in the middle of a workout that they're lying on the floor having a little nap. It's like, no, if, <laughs> if the workout isn't done, it's still game time. You need to stay focused. You need to, um, yeah, go for a little walk or you need to sit on your box tall, ready to go if it's a rest break. Mm-hmm. And if it's an Get actual timed rest re- break. Yeah, ready to start again. Yeah. And, um, yeah, I mean, a great way, um, I always think, what would Tia Toomey do? What would Matt Fraser do? What would Rich Froney do? What would Chris Spieler do? What Pat would Jason Kleep? Yeah, Pat Vellner. Um, what would Annie Thor's daughter do? What would Katrin do? I always just look to the pros and I always think, what would they do? And they all have very, very similar habits. And there's just a reason why. So we like to always kind of think about training like the pros in that area, um, or, um, 
yeah doing things like them yeah and the last one here and i will preface this hydration is important we know that hydrate before the workout hydrate after the workout for the majority of workouts and we're gonna say what 20 minutes or less we could make a rough rule of let's say 20 minutes yeah, and I mean, right now we are in maybe the thick of summer, so some days are hotter than others, so there's always exceptions, and we are never suggesting that you <laughs> that you don't hydrate yourself. However, water breaks for the majority of people are a crutch. They don't you don't actually need water multiple times through a 12 minute workout. No, your body will be fine. In fact. I don't know why you'd want that water sloshing around in your belly. Yeah. So again, <laughs> hydrate all day before the workout. Drink your water, make sure you're hydrated. You're going to hydrate after the workout. Hydrating during workouts is not the best way to get the best workout. And that's just the bottom line. And again, we've learned this from the pros as well. I would just never seen Tia Toomey on her way to the fourth CrossFit Games championship, third. I can't remember where she's at now. Mm-hmm. She would never stop for a water break during one of her workout sessions. Um, the other thing too is there's an entire book written on it, The Salt Fix, on explaining why when we're sweating and sweating and sweating and if we just keep driving water into us, it's actually not helping replace any of the things we are sweating, sweating out. out. So during a workout, your best friend is breathing. So on a rest break, breathe five, 10 seconds of breathing, calm your breathing down, calm your mind down, pause the self-talk and then get back to work. That is going to be your best option. Yeah. And um, I think most people are taking the water because they are, they're uncomfortable and yeah. that's awesome. However, as they've probably learned, and I know I've done this, so I've also learned the, wa- the water doesn't actually help. You're still uncomfortable when you have to go back and pick up the bar. So yeah, unless it's like uh, Michael, Michael's secret stuff from Space Jam that <laughs> yeah. all of a sudden made uh, the Toon Squad good at basketball. Right. Yes. But no, there's no there's no secret to the. Yes. Uh, and again, water. we are not suggesting that during Murph, you do not take water for an hour or something like that. We're just saying in the majority of yeah, workouts, 20 minutes of le- 20 minutes or less. Yeah. Um, all right, let's move on to number six. Number six, more isn't always better. Um, we want to make that very clear to everybody. Again, we're talking to 99.9% of people with this one. We are people just training for life. Um, of course, if you're trying to go to the CrossFit Games or win the CrossFit Games, there or is... Or run a marathon or do a triathlon or... Yeah, there is a time and a place where some extras might be helpful. But for most of us with our fitness goals... Um, our health and fitness goals, we are after the most effective dose. And we'll tell you from experience, for the last five, five six years, um, I've been hitting five, five class a week, and that's essentially it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, five classes a week of what we're doing. Anything after that is just not contributing to my goals. Um, I know people like to add in extras. Um, and again, if we're doing some extra pull-up work to get our pull-ups going, that's different. Um, we just got to, you know, we're just, we got to watch doubling up on workout sessions. Um, 
because often we think more is better um, or we're adding in a ton of um, a ton of extra running um, to, you know to increase our cardio or you know things like that so we, we have to be very aware of what yeah, or, yeah. or extra strength programs yes. or yeah yeah um, yeah people want to get stronger they want to do an extra back squat program and then a month later they're just burnt out and you know or they have an injury so we just we we like to say on this one that more isn't always better we really need to analyze your extras so if anybody has any questions on this you can come talk to us anytime or uh, message us on instagram but um finding the most effective dose is key and usually that's again if you're following all mm-hmm. the things we're giving us tips five or six class a week um and you're you're really working on that strength and you're really working on finding that perfect intensity that is going to be your ticket. Yeah. And the thing is, is that, I mean, we'll say it, I know for myself personally, I find that my body performs the best on a three on one off schedule. So that's just what I like personally. Some people are a little bit different, but rest days are important. And, um, it's not that I, I couldn't go to the gym and, and show up and move through something. Um, however, I can tell very specifically that by day four, day five, like I just have no pop. Even if I wanted to push hard, like the energy is just not there. Um, while you're working out, your muscles breaking down. So, I mean, you're doing all this extra stuff, but then when you go to show up for your your class workout, like you can actually only give 70% because yeah. that's all that you have in the tank. Yeah. And more isn't always better also in the same sense of like, that's why we don't, you can't come seven days a week and some mm-hmm. people can't come six days a week. Mm-hmm. Some people might thrive with four or five yeah. days a week. Um, <clears throat> because yeah, th- once you go over that most effective dose, so now you're doing more, your body's ability to recover is, is it just can't keep up your intensity and focus in workouts is not where it needs to be. And potentially you're looking at injuries, which then yeah. is just going to set back yeah. everything. So you're putting in more time, you're losing more time um, in your day, less. but getting less. Yeah. So that um, that's why the most effective dose is to me, very, very interesting and exciting, exciting because um, class a day for five days is extremely effective um i think the yeah the biggest i guess reminder of this or example of this that i've just seen in the last little while is um so i would say a friend and a fellow competitor uh, so alex parker has been to the games she she and i competed at regionals together and local competitions together and um she is a very very fit individual Um, but while we were training, she always complained or while we were competing, she always complained about building strength and building strength. And she just recently, I think in the last week or so had a post about how, while she was training for regionals and training for the game, she always ignored her coach and did extra running. Um, she was running miles and miles and miles and she was already, you know, a very, very good runner and could never seem to make any gains. And she just thought that was just going to be her stigma and couldn't yeah couldn't put on the size and couldn't put couldn't lift as much as as other ladies anyways in this post she recently decided to start listening to her coach <laughs> and stop running all of these extra stuff on top of the training and lo and behold her strength has like gone through the roof 
and she's making incredible games and this gains uh and this is years into the sport so less is more less is more and listen to your coach yeah all right number seven focus on fitness we talked about this on another podcast regarding gpp um fitness so gpp stands for general physical preparedness which basically means again what we do we focus on fitness we focus on overall fitness we don't focus on one component mm-hmm. um when your overall fitness improves right so it doesn't mean i'm i'm not just focusing on my deadlift or not just focusing on my rowing or my burpees but just always trying to get everything to slowly improve all the time where there's a lot of things that we focus on so a lot of them slowly improve all the time um that is how again for a lot of us if if people wrote down their health and fitness goals it's going to nail a lot of those um people often say again oh i'd i'd like to lose some weight or i'd like to see my abs or it's usually it's Mm -hmm. usually aesthetics when they when they come in and start um and we again we know we know what you're talking about we in a way feel the same way because we we do also work out so we look good and feel good um but if you can keep the focus on your fitness and crushing workouts and getting better at burpees getting better at pull-ups getting stronger you keep the focus there, everything else kind of takes care of itself. And I think just keeping a focus on the ultimate goal is to live a long and healthy life. I, maybe this is TMI, but I want to wipe my own butt forever. I do not want to have Paxton have to take care of us. Um, I want to be independent. And this, I know that this is the way to get there. Um, And so even there's days where, yeah, yeah, there's days where I get frustrated with my bar muscle ups and yes, I will work on them. But ultimately when I get home, I need to remind myself that it's not the bar muscle ups that matter. It's, and you can be extremely fit and healthy without a 400 pound deadlift, or Mm -hmm. you can be extremely fit and healthy without double unders. So again, don't get, don't get worked up about Focus on mm-hmm. overall fitness, which again, it, there's so many things in the gym that can help you. There's also the rest of the super six that we can be working on. Um, like we talked about at the beginning on nutrition and sleep. So um, we just have to focus on big picture stuff. Uh, number eight. Number eight is accountability. Um, so the first one we have under this one, and I mean, yeah, there's a few things to talk about here, but own your score. Put your score in the Zen planner and be proud of your score. Put it on the board. Own it. Yeah. It doesn't the weight that you moved, yeah. the the mod- any modifications that you made, know that you worked hard and be proud of your effort. Yeah. Um it's one of these things that you know uh, the keeping of the score thing, it needs to be, we need to find a way to maybe work together so that it's, it's healthy competition for you. Um, because it's one of these things that it is a huge positive advantage for some people and it's a negative for others. So 
if it's really, it's not, it's stressing you out, we, we need to figure out why because other people are using it to their advantage because when our data is observable, measurable, repeatable, it's going to help us. Naturally, as humans, we, um, we will always work harder when, it's why we work out together. It's, it's, we will always work harder when people are watching um, or our scores have to go on uh, whatever, the Zen Planner leaderboard or the whiteboard. So we, can, we need to use this stuff, that sort of accountability to our advantage because it is going to push your fitness forward. And it's not about, oh, I beat this person, this person beat me. Um, it's not about Zach wants to see your score in Zen Planner. It, it's really to your benefit. Um, so we, um, yeah, we really think that one is important as far as accountability in workouts because when you're when it gets tough, you're gonna let off the gas. If you, uh, it doesn't matter anyway. No one's really watching me. Uh, I don't put my scores anywhere. It doesn't really matter. What happens is every single workout gets tough. So every single workout, you'll kind of say that in your brain and your, your foot will come off the gas a little bit. The other way is how we use it to our advantage where we can be like, I'm putting my score on the board and I'm going to be damn proud of that score. So when you get into the middle of the workout where your brain is like, slow down, slow down, Zach, you're getting tired, take a rest break. You're able to kind of say, uh, shut it. I need to keep going because this score matters. So I think it's, it needs to be, um, it's kind of turned into, instead of this negative stress, we can kind of turn it into adrenaline. Yeah, exactly. Um, the next thing we have on that list is just find some people, a community that helps keep you accountable. Um, whether it's friends, whether it's people here, people farther away, uh, a group with girlfriends over text or find people that hold your you spouse. accountable. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. Um, you your coaches, yeah. your, the people that come to the same class times as you, you know, and that's the benefit. You know, you go to a, a class regularly, people, people notice if you're not there and that's something that's holding you accountable. Yeah. So you need to have some sort of system, whether it's, yeah, um, you're going to tell your friend at the gym, Hey, we need to go to the gym together five days a week. Or you tell your um, partner, I want to go to the gym five days a week. I need some help. Um, I need to, I need your help to keep me accountable or let's help, help each other schedule it in. Um, that accountability is going to keep you going through the tough times because everything is easy when it's easy. When things get tough, if we don't have a good system, that's where we get off track. Yeah. Number nine is growth mindset. This one is all about not holding yourself back. Um, and that's exactly what happens when you don't believe in yourself and that you don't believe that you can get better. So believing that you can get better and believing that because someone else did something, you can also do that same something is very important. Uh, we see it all the time and I've done it myself for a long time when I was training competitively. I used to think that I was bad at chest-to-bar pull-ups. 
I just, I would see them come up in the workout and right away, oh, this just isn't my workout. It's not going to go well. And it is 100% a self-fulfilling prophecy. If that's the attitude you have, those workouts will never go well. Um, but the reality is, is that you can do whatever you put your mind to. I can do, or I could do chest to bar pull-ups. I can break them up however I need to, and I can get through that workout and I can work hard on every station and still finish that workout and, and have a good workout. Yeah. Um, the key there, like what you said was believing if somebody else can do it, then you can do it. If there's a person in the gym, that's good at burpees. You can be good at burpees. If somebody is in the gym doing pull-ups, you can do pull-ups. You don't need to say, I can't do pull-ups. You need to say, I can't do pull-ups yet. Um, I'm not good at burpees. I'm not good at burpees yet. You just need to believe that you can keep getting better. That is so important um, to the growth mindset that anything can be learned. Everything can be improved. Um, I think a lot of times growth mindset the mindset stuff is the mindset stuff is difficult because people go yeah 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 like I yeah yeah, yeah I, I get it I got a growth mindset yeah like I get it I want to yeah keep moving like give me some give me some more you know tangible things to work on but I I think the growth mindset like it could be the most important one um, and it's about it's it's still about application it's still about applying what we're talking about daily into your life. Um, I, I learned a, another, you know, great thing about growth mindset that, you know, the growth mindset actually needs to be, it can't be just one day you wake up and go, okay, today I have a growth mindset. Like it, it needs to be developed and it needs to be improved, which is what it's all about. And you need to improve it. I need to improve it. Everybody needs to continually improve that, that growth mindset. And one of the ways that we, we do that is, um, acknowledging the moments that are contributing to our growth. So essentially any day you go to the gym, you are contributing to your training, your fitness, your health, and you need to acknowledge that you can never leave the day, never leave the gym thinking like, Oh, that was a bad day. That was a waste of time. I'm, I still suck at burpees. And yeah, if, if that's your attitude, that's your negative self-talk that is a serious limiter um, to your training um, where you need to, again, we talk about compete twice a day, train twice a day, show up twice a day. But regardless, if you got to the gym and you were breathing hard and you were sweating, it's still contributing to your health and fitness goals. And you need to acknowledge every small victory that leads to the growth mindset. Yeah, I love that. Okay. It doesn't, and I just on that note, it doesn't mean you have to love, you're not loving every movement. To make that clear, we all have movements that we love and movements that come up and they're like, oh, okay. But you can still stay positive about them and you can still get through the workout. All right. And we're on to number 10, um, which is taken from Jason Klepa. Um, Our number 10 is having an AMRAP mentality. Um, Jason Klepa um, wrote a book on the AMRAP mentality. It's how he kind of runs his life his business, his workouts, and basically the AMRAP mentality. Um, again, for anybody who's not familiar with the word AMRAP, it stands for as many rounds as possible or as many reps as possible in a workout. Um, but the AMRAP mentality is about being 
completely present and focused with what you are doing at the time. So when we take this AMRAP mentality into our top 10 for um, tips for training, what we're really meaning is being completely focused for that hour and getting the most out of that hour that you can. Yeah, absolutely. Um, giving your very best effort, but really just being present for you. Whatever you need for that hour, that's what it's all about. Um, it could mean that you're not going to quit with 15 seconds left to go in a workout. You're going to go, even if you're just showing up that day, you're just sweating, you are going to go until the timer runs out because you're going to give your best effort. Yeah, and that hour is for you. So like, you owe it to yourself to develop that dedication, that passion, that effort to give your actual best effort. And when the clock has 10 seconds left, I always say there's kind of two types of people with, you know, there's 10 seconds left on the clock. There's people who are sprinting to their wall ball or their barbell to squeeze in a couple Mm -hmm. more reps. And there are people that kind of have a sigh of relief and just let the clock run out. And I just think we need to be that first person um, because I think that habit carries over into many things in training, many things in our gym, um, many things in the gym, but also it spills over to our life as well. Yeah. Um, And that's another thing that he kind of talks about is just when you're focusing on do a task, doing a task, do the task. Don't try to be parenting and try to be cleaning the kitchen and responding to an email. Um, Ultimately, it just leads to frustration. And it's the same in the gym when you're kind of all over the place or you don't give a best effort absolutely we have we have tough days too um especially when if you know you've had a very tough day or something has happened it is tough to block it out you walk in the doors and you're still kind of carrying that those emotions with you into the gym but um the best we can when that hour begins that hour in the gym that hour is for you so make it the best it can be and just yeah be present be there for you absolutely um yeah love that one we hope you guys loved our zach and jen top 10 for training tips i'm gonna go amrap being a mom right now <laughs> to my yeah i'm not sure if you guys can hear the yeah, uh, kid the, that the is apparently not sleeping um and we're so glad that you joined us we'll see you guys or We'll be back with you guys in a couple weeks. Yeah, we'll uh, see you again on episode nine, guys. Um, Take care. Take care. Thank you, everybody, for listening to another episode. We really appreciate your support and hope to have you back again soon. We'd like to thank our sponsors, Ted Good Music and the band Heat, for allowing us to use their music. Until next time, let's keep rewriting our story and redefining who we are. Tell me what you want. Give you what you need.